Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is good, people? Welcome back to another episode of the Undiluted Football Show. I am your host, Tony Foke. Once again, we are back with another round of Premier League fixtures as we're back. You know, international break was done and now we're back in the Premier League. But let's start off with uh, yesterday's games. Three o'clock kickoff, Leicester versus Man United. You know, I've got a lot to talk about that because at the end of the day, I'm a United fan and we've got to talk about it. So Leicester beat Man United 4-2 yesterday. Really good goal by Greenwood uh, to start things off. And, yeah, you know what, let's just keep it 100, right? I'm here to tell you from a United fan perspective. Because United have a ma- mad run of games. You've got Atalanta next, Liverpool and Spurs and Arsenal and Chelsea. Arsenal's later on, but like Chelsea and Atalanta again. So, Man United have their, supposedly their hardest run of fixtures. And I wasn't worried because in a sense that Solskjaer with hard fixtures, he they normally, he summons the spirit of Fergie and somehow gets the results. But looking at that performance yesterday, United were just poor. And I feel like we've been poor for a while now. And it's unfortunate because this is my main issue with Manchester United. We don't have a midfield. Everyone says, I don't know how Man United play. Man United don't dominate games. We don't because we don't have a, a, a defensive midfielder. Like I know it's a bit cliche just to feel like a defensive midfielder will solve all our problems it but it will it will solve majority of our problems we played Matic yesterday who I'm sorry he's he's past his time and other than that that is the only literal defensive midfielder we have McTominay is not a defensive midfielder he's just not a good attacking midfielder and he's not creative enough so we just assume he's defensive same goes as Fred again not not a defensive midfielder just not good enough at attacking and creating so we just automatically assume they're defensive midfielders Man United don't have one, at least with all the other top four, top six sides. Not not even all the top four, top six sides. I feel like with every side in the Premier League, you can identify more than at least one defensive midfielder. You can't do that with Man United, which I'm sorry, is ridiculous. We knew, I've been saying it for years now, we knew our problem was that midfield. Why didn't we go and solve it? This is this is our main issue because, and I said it, I've said it so many times, I've said it on my podcast, I've said it on this show, I've said it to people I work with at TalkSport. United, don't expect anything from United until we sort out that midfield. I know we signed Varane and Sancho and stuff like this and, and all the players we've signed and the narrative and because we're Man United, we have to do well. And yes, unfortunately, that, that comes with it. We're a big club. We have to do well this season, whether we like it or not. But one thing we've got to realise is that we can't do anything with that midfield. We we physically can't. They, they were poor yesterday. Bruno literally plays as like a striker in his positioning. And Pogba's in there with Matic, and it's just poor. Like it's just a poor midfield. Like I don't. If we want to dominate games, we need someone that could just pick up the ball from the centre backs and just dictate game, break up, break up the passes, dictate game. That's all you've got to do. 
Like, it's not hard. And with that performance yesterday, like, normally I'm very reluctant to get onto Oli. Well, I'm not reluctant to get onto Oli. I just like to get onto him when it is his fault solely. Like, I, I don't like, I don't want to be lazy and just say Oli out because we lost. But yesterday, again, Harry Maguire came back from injury, was at fault for, I don't know what he was doing for the last goal, was at fault for the first one. Um, I we the thing is going up to the game, he wasn't expected to play. So for him to come in and start and just take the captain's armband just like that is it seems so forced. And yesterday you could tell he wasn't match fit, he wasn't sharp, he was at fault for many of the goals. And we've oh, we conceded ridiculous goals, ridiculous, ridiculous goals. Even Pogba said it in his post match saying that we've known we've had this problem for a while. We need to stop conceding silly goals. Like Imagine United don't concede goals where I feel like, oh, we've just been outplayed, we've been outworked. We just concede silly goals. And yesterday was the only good one, like the Vardy goal, silly goal. The Soyuncu one, again, clear it out, silly goal. The fourth one, silly goal. The first one was good. It was a good finish by Tielemans because he picked that out and no keeper can save that. But United just concede silly goals. And... This is the thing. This is my issue. I'm not going to come in, come on here and scream Oli out because I know I think it's too easy. It's, it's a cop out. It's the same thing we've been doing constantly. We weren't playing good uh, football with Van House. We got rid of him. We weren't playing good football with Mourinho. We got with him. We got rid of him. And people were saying Oli out, and another manager will take this United team to a next level. I I seriously don't believe that, and that's not to do with Oli. It's to do with the personnel we have. I seriously don't believe it. Like, we can't do anything with that team, with that midfield. We cannot. It's so unbalanced. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like, Guardiola can't come in tomorrow and make Matic play like Rodri. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not going to work. And this is the thing. Because the narrative that goes around Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and he was compared to the likes of Lampard, right? That was the comparison. It was always Chelsea, Lampard, Solskjaer. And obviously, Lampard got sacked, Tuchel came in, won the Champions League. Everyone thinks that is going to happen with Manchester United. It's not. We get a great manager in tomorrow. We're not going to suddenly become a better team and start dominating games. Unless we change that personnel, it's not going to happen. So... I'd rather fix our biggest issue, is, which is our midfield. If we fix the midfield and then we're still playing like this, then by all means, Oli has to go because then the only problem is Oli. But until then, I'm sorry, I think our midfield is a, is a bigger problem than Oli Gunnar Solskjaer right now. I honestly feel like if we had people want Conti, if we had Conti in that midfield, we will still have the same issue. That issue has not been solved. We're not like, I know Chelsea kind of broke the model in a sense and now everyone thinks, you can just get an elite manager and you'll start winning stuff. Like, I know you, there's parts to play with that, but it doesn't work like that. Man United are not going to do a Chelsea sack Solskjaer and then someone comes in and then we win the Champions League when we don't have the personnel to do it. Chelsea had the personnel to do it. They sorted out their team. Lampard's identified his problems and made a lot of signings. They spent 200 million on that season and spent, they knew they needed a keeper. Do you think, like, for example, look at Mendy. Do you think if Tuchel came in and Kepa was the keeper, do you think Chelsea would win the Champions League? Because they knew their goalkeeper was an issue, but they went out and sorted it. They identified their issues, went out and sorted it, saw that Lampard couldn't get them to the next level and then got rid of him. If Man United want to do that, 
be my guest, by all means, do it. But first, we need to sort out our problems. And this is the thing, like, as much as we need a DM, we need to find a system because as much as we need a DM, Bruno practically plays up front nowadays. He's literally up front. If you check his positionings, he's literally up front. And Solskjaer did say he wants to play 4-3-3. I'm guessing as Pogba and Bruno is attacking eight and with a DM. Uh, can it work? Yes. On paper, I feel like it can. I feel like we have the personnel to do it. Well, we have personnel to do it attacking eights-wise. And then even still, we can put Donny van der Beek in that eight. We can put Lingard in that eight. We can put other people in that eight. But the, my point is, is that until we have a competent DM, we can't do it. We physically cannot do it. So we're screwed. Like, <laughs> to keep it 100, we are screwed until January. And that's even if we fix it in January, because there's not much that's going to happen. If Oli Gunnar Solskjaer makes it to January, then he better sign a defensive midfielder ASAP. Or whoever's in that charge of January better sign a defensive midfielder ASAP, because that is all that is all we can hope for. We've got a long... It's a long season. I'm not going to be overreactionary because a lot of people are so reactionary. Like, I'm not saying that I want to keep him in. I want to... I just feel like we need to solve our biggest issue first and he's not our biggest issue. But anyway, big ups to Leicester for because they had a shaky start and maybe they can kick on from this 4-2 win now. But it'll be typical Leicester to whoever they have next to probably go and lose. And that's just the Premier League at the end of the day. But anyway, um, shout out to Mason. And Rashford came back with some injuries well, got on the score sheet, which was nice. Mason Greenwood looking decent. That was a very good goal by Mason Greenwood. You know, he's not a teenager anymore. So, you know, he's starting to starting to fill out, starting to play like one of the best players with a front three of like Sancho and Ronaldo, which is which is good. It's, it's, it's a good sign for Man United. Anyway, next, Liverpool dominated. See, if you want to see a team dominate a game, you watch the Liverpool game. Liverpool dominated Watford 5-0. Mo Salah, another ridiculous goal. Um, people saying, is he the best player in the world right now? No, but he's the best player in the Premier League, which I will happily say he's the best player in the Premier League right now. I don't think there's a better, in the pre- better player in the Premier League than Mo Salah. He's not the best player in the world because there's still people like Messi and Neymar still alive. I'm not going to say Ronaldo because Ronaldo is not that great anymore. He just still gets up in moments, but there's still people like Messi and Neymar. I'm like, I'm not going to put Mo Salah as the best player in the world. But I have to give credit where credit's due. Liverpool look really good. They look really good. And right now, they look like a team to beat. So, big ups to Liverpool as well. Uh, City cruise against Burnley, you know, 2-0. Like, no one expected anything from this game. I've expected more goals, to be fair, for City. But, uh, hey-ho, that's, that's City. They don't, Burnley's not really an issue for them. And it normally beat Burnley like 5-0 at home. So I was quite surprised that they only won 2-0 or so. But anyway, I think another good game was half five yesterday, Chelsea-Brentford. Now, before I get on to Chelsea, Brentford are, they're like the Premier League, they're like Leeds last season. They're the Premier League new boys. And you're thinking they're going to make it hard to play against because Brentford, if you look at the stats, Chelsea had one shot on target that whole game. They still came out with a win. And Edward Mendy had a very good game. But Brentford looked like the better team, which was weird to say, considering once the European champions are one to just come from the Premier League. But it shows how good of a side Brentford are. Like, imagine if they start getting decent money and then start actually investing into the, into the club more, 
they could be a really good team for years to come in the Premier League. And it's nice to see another London team in the Prem. So it was a little West London derby, which was all right. And I thought it was a I thought it was a good game. Like Mendy was making ridiculous saves, absolutely ridiculous saves, and Brentford looked like a good team. So Brentford are gonna make it hard. They're gonna make it hard for a lot of teams. I don't I think going to the Brentford Community Stadium is not gonna be an easy feat. We've seen them draw to Liverpool. We've seen them go into West Ham and win. So they're beating half decent teams right now. So big ups to Brentford on that one. Um Everton, West Ham, one nil West Ham, good win for David Moyes back at Goodison Park. A really good win because this was like you have your top four or your top well, I'm not gonna say top six because Arsenal and Spurs are not in there anymore. You have your top four. So you're thinking, okay, who's the best team outside of the top four? And right now West Ham has got to be in that conversation. They finished last uh fifth last season and they look pretty good and they're beating and the thing is they're beating teams around them which is good which is what you need it's it's all fun and games playing well against the big teams but if you do that and, and can't beat the teams around you you're not going to get far but right now West Ham show that they're capable they're doing well in Europe as well it's David Moyes has really done well he's done a good job at West Ham like they're a good team and they're going to be not crashing into the top four just yet but they're going to be outside of that top six. They could maybe replace either Arsenal or Spurs in the top six. Who knows? Might be early days, but who knows? Anyway, um, so Spurs beat Newcastle. Good game. 3-2 Spurs in the end. Kane got on the score sheet. And it's uh, it's a weird one because leading up to it, it was will Steve Bruce manage this game, obviously, with the Newcastle takeover. But it was his, it was his 1,000th game. And you wanted him to at least manage his 1,000th game, especially with his boyhood club. Like, it would be crazy if not. And I feel sorry for Steve Bruce because, obviously, I'm not a Newcastle fan, so I can't speak for Newcastle fans. And I don't watch Newcastle often. So they go through a lot more pain than I do when it comes to their club. And they have, they have their reasons for wanting him out. And they have their reasons for the football they play. But if you look at that Newcastle team, that's has been under Steve Bruce and they finished 10th and 12th in two seasons with Bruce. That's not bad. I'm so sorry because Newcastle are not, the squad right now is not a good squad. Newcastle fans will tell you that it's not a good squad. And to finish 10th or 12th, that is an achievement within itself. So I'm giving, I'm not saying he has to stay. He can go for all I care. But what I'm saying is that I feel like we've got to respect Steve Bruce for the job he's done, especially with the lack of money as well. With the lack of money and the fans and the toxic toxicity in the club, he's done a really good job for Newcastle. Well, okay, really good as a stretch because he hasn't. But he's done a decent job. His like When he got the job, his objective was to stay clear of relegation. And I know they were battling relegation for a long time, but they didn't get relegated. They're still in the league right now. And then they finished 12th last season. So you can't really get angry at them. But, you know, that's that's to deal with Newcastle fans. But regarding the takeover, it's the first first game of the new era, which they lost. But listen, they can't start changing until January. So they've just got to firm it until then. So we'll see with Newcastle. We'll see. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. It's going to be fun to see how they do it. It's going to be annoying when they become a good team and then going to Newcastle was going to be like, oh, crap, we need to go to Newcastle. It's going to be a hard game. So we'll see. We'll see with Newcastle. 
there's been players linked. Mourinho apparently has been linked because of his links with Bobby Robson. I know he's just in the Roma job and stuff like that. But there's still time. I feel like right now this is the time to plan for Newcastle and just let the next years unfold and see what happens for them. But we'll, we'll see with Newcastle. There's still a lot of time. Uh, we've got one more Premier League game to look forward to, which is Arsenal versus Palace, the Patrick Vieira derby. Uh, Patrick Vieira going against Mikel Arteta. I like Vieira's Palace. I feel like, especially Palace were a boring team under Hodgson. They weren't bad. They weren't great. They were just meaty. And I still think they're meaty now, but it's meaty with a bit more potential. They've they've cut down on the old squad. They've got a younger squad. And Vieira's got them playing decent football. I feel like Conor Gallagher's a good player. Um, Odson Edward was a good signing as well. Michael Elise, they, who they signed from Reading, was decent. They still got Eberichi Eze to come back. Zaha, all of that. And um, Joachim Anderson, I think, to centre back. Like, it's not a bad side, Palace. I'm not saying they're going to beat Arsenal tomorrow, but Vieira's going to go there with a with a plan. He's going to go to Emirates with a plan. And if they can execute it, don't be surprised if, if, if they get a draw or a result. We'll see how well Arsenal are. I know Arteta won manager of the month, but that was because of a North London derby and two one nil wins but we'll see because i still haven't i still i'm still not convinced about arteta just yet i still think he's very lucky to be in his job and we'll see with this new look arsenal i know like i don't think they've really been tested just yet i know they played city and they played chelsea and they got battered so we'll see with arsenal i feel like tomorrow might be a good game for the neutral Especially as I'll, I'll be wanting Palace to win, and it'll be nice for Vieira to go back to the Emirates. I don't know, did he ever play? Yeah, he must have played at the Emirates. But um, yeah, it'll be it'll be good. It will be good. I, listen, after that, we've got Champions League and European football back coming this week. I feel like Man United have Atalanta at home. I think. Well, this is the thing. I was going to say at home, Man United don't play well at home, but now we've lost our away record too. So it's not looking great for Man United, but we move. We still got a lot more football to carry on. We're not even half. We're not even a quarter away through the season yet. So we've still got a lot of time to go. But um, thank you for watching another episode of the Undiluted Football Show. You can like, share, subscribe, comment, do all of that, all of the above, and let me know what you think about Man United. Are you Oli in and you Oli out? Let me know because I have time. I don't have time for Man United, but I have time to argue my case because I feel like we've got to solve our biggest issue first and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is not our biggest. It's an issue. I will not deny it's an issue, but I'd rather solve our biggest issue first. But thank you. I've been your boy, Tony Afoke. Until next time, people. Sports Social Podcast Network. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.